Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 36, Season 4 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live on Wednesday evenings um, throughout the international window. Um, evening, Richie. Um, well, we had our, our beautiful week away from footy, um, but we're back into it with the internationals. And I thought we had a few decent hitouts for the, the first week. Um, how are you and how did your week go? I'm well, thanks, mate. The week went well. Um, yeah, I did enjoy... Um, I enjoyed the international rugby league that I watched. Um, I did miss a couple of the games. The, the I watched the Kiwi Kiwi friends with Jellaroos, but I missed the other uh, women's game. I did watch the. Um, I caught up with the Super League Grand Final, which was which was good. Um, so yeah, all in all, uh, a good weekend of footy. It's not over yet. No. And um, while we're here on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you'll also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, um, a review of the first week of internationals. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've got for each other. Uh, we'll then preview week two of the internationals before ending with a recap of the Super League. Um, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show. And um, I see Jacko's here evening, and Paul is back with us. Um, after knowing that there was going to be a hundred slides last week, he he quickly ran away. Um, but now with not many pitches this week, he's back. So um, it's good to see him back and uh, <laughs> making my job a little bit easier. But we may as well just jump straight into it, Richie. Um, Let's we've been talking about we've it. been talking about um, New South Wales coach. It seems to be a new story every week. We do have another new story. Um, so New South Wales continue to keep us guessing, mate. Um, there was all the rumours we talked about about Cartwright and Daly. Now it sounds like um, current Kiwis coach Michael Maguire has um, become the front runner with word that he's actually verbally agreed to take the role. Um, however, on Monday, just gone um, in one of the interview sessions the media had with the, the Kiwis, 
Um, he was asked about it, and he said he's fully committed to coaching the Kiwis at the 2026 World Cup. The NZRL are apparently going to have a meeting shortly to discuss if they're going to allow him to coach both sides. But Maguire did confirm that if he, if it was decided that he could only have one or the other, he would remain with the Kiwis as he wants to win a World Cup. Uh, what's your take on Maguire um, being the front runner now? And do you think he could do both jobs? Yeah, they, they pressed him quite hard in that interview too, didn't they? <laughs> I think he said, I'm committed to the Kiwis a number of times. <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit torn on it, to be honest. Um, whether one role will distract from the other. I know Kiwis is, is not a lot of... Um, we don't exactly have a ton of fixtures. So you might get away with it, but you'd think to do a good job, you've got to be sort of scouting year-round as well. Um, mm. I, I wouldn't want one to take away from the other and maybe having one affect New South Wales, affect the Kiwis and the other way around as well. So, um, But to be honest, uh, with the names that were thrown out there, um, of the ones that you know didn't rule themselves out, uh, he'd be one of the better ones, I guess. <laughs> I mean, surely, I mean, from the scouting point of view, he can do both jobs at the same time, right? I mean, he's, he's watching the same games, the you, uh, yeah. uh, NRL game. So from that point of view, it's not. I think it comes to, to me, it comes down to uh, what other games are being played in that um, uh, origin weekends or windows. Because didn't, wasn't it two years ago we had some um, international games at the same time as the origin games and stopped the NRL entirely? So if that kind of thing happens, then I think it's, it's a problem. But as long as the as long as the A origin and internationals yeah. stay away from each other, the actual games, I don't, I don't see it being a big problem from my from my kind of point of view. Yeah, I think they they've basically said that they're not going to have um, Kiwis during Origin again. Um, I don't mind yeah. if he ends up doing both. My only issue would be some of those young Kiwis that New South Wales want to recruit to the dark side. If he's kind of got his his feet on both sides, he has more pull. To talk to those young Kiwis, he could be saying, I'm going to go speak to these young Kiwis about, you know, representing the black jersey, but then go, actually, mate, I, I want you in the blue. Um, I don't think he would do that, but I've also heard the rumour that um, New South Wales are looking at whoever they get, offering them a one-year deal. With um, There's a, a coach you may know um, pending retirement soon in Craig Bellamy. It sounds like they, they want to put all the eggs in that basket once he's retired from being Storm coach to make him the New South Wales coach. That's a, a rumour, like all the rumours we've been discussing, it could be completely false. But it's interesting that they are looking at one year. That's apparently the reason why Fitler pulled out, because it was only a one-year mm, extension. Yeah. And he wasn't interested. Yeah. Um, so if it's a one-year deal that they're going to get across the line just because they've got a bigger fish they want later, maybe... A, that might be why Maguire is um, saying he would stick with the Kiwis if he had to pick mm. one or the other because the Kiwis has actually got a bit of a future for him compared to potentially a one-and-done series with Origin. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll true. probably be talking next week about another coach, mate. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I, the way I, it's going wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, but keeping with the international theme, um, there were interviews with Payne Haas and uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona, um, admitting they would be interested in representing Samoa in their future. Um, there is 
an add-on to that from um, the current Kangaroos coach. But um, as the Samoan on on the show, how would you feel about seeing Penhas and Nelson in your Samoan team working together? Did you did you hear me? Uh, I I heard half of that. Honestly, mate, Samoa, Payne Haas and Nelson um, potentially want to switch at some point. Would you like to see yep, that happen? Heard that bit. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm supporting Samoa, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, it, it just the eligibility rules. It's it's a it's a weird one, you know. The hop into different sides of the fence. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm still I'm still torn on that. I don't know. You know, I'd like to see people sort of stay, uh, like stay loyal to the countries they choose. But um, if you're uh, supporting some of those island nations, hundred percent, any Samoa fan would gladly take Harson and Asafa Solomona with open arms. How, how big of a difference would they have made to that game on the weekend? if Haas was on the other side of the fence. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. But, yeah, the eligibility rules are a joke, which kind of flows on to the next story with um, Mal Meninga, Kangaroos coach. He um, has called for sweeping changes to the eligibility rules and that the two-tiered system should be removed. Um, He said that he doesn't believe that players should be able to go back and forth um, between countries and they should nominate a country um, they want to play for when they first register with the NRL. Um, so um, I 100% agree with that. Um, mm. But I've got a little highlight here for the current rule. Very brief because we, we don't have all night. But um, under the current international rules, players can re- represent nations in both Tier 1 and Tier 2, allowing players to switch allegiances. As it stands, Tier 1 is Australia, England, and New Zealand. And Tier 2 is Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, France, Papua New Guinea. Um so it's, yeah, it's a bit weird. And um, Bjorn said um, DeBellin playing for Papua New Guinea. Um, that one's actually not as bad because I think his grandparents are from there. But I we Nathan's Fiend's grandparents were Kiwis too, remember? So I don't know. But um, I I feel like it's a, it's a, it seems quite obvious when you register to play, if you put down the country you want to play for, and that's the country you play for. Um, the biggest problem, and it's interesting that Mal was the one talking about it because he was involved in Origin. Origin is the the whole issue for this. Um, yeah. Because they wanted all yeah. these rules um, because they didn't want to lose all those players that are playing for Samoa. They still want them to play for New South Wales. So they've kind of let this go around a bit more. If they cut it all back and it was Australia... Um, if you play for Australia, you play Origin. We wouldn't be talking about all these jumping and throwings. I could guarantee it, um, because everyone would just play Kangaroos because they want to play Origin. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I, I know there's a lot of pride for the Samoan and Tongan players um, playing for Samoa and Tonga. I get that, but if you tell them that they can't play Origin, that pride goes away. I can guarantee it that they would not be playing for Samoa. But um, and that's yeah, that's the I, problem. I the incentive to play Origin is the incentive to play Origin is too strong. Um, 
if the incentive to play for Samoa or Tonga was the same as Origin, um, money-wise, um, yeah, I guarantee you a lot of them would would want to don the Pacific Island Nations jerseys rather than rather than um, the Origin jerseys, but that incentive is, is very strong. Um, monetary incentive and and beyond that as well. I mean, rugby league holds Origin in such high esteem that you know these players are revered more if they play in Origin. In Origin, there it kind of adds to their legacy. Yeah. Yeah. So I I personally don't think it's ever going to be fixed. Um, but I know your question kind of goes around that, so I'll hold back a bit. Um, until your question segment. But anything else you want to add on that before we move on? Nope. Nope. So um, we talked about it last week, but um, Nathan Merritt um, was in a coma in hospital. He's actually awoken from his coma um, and continues to slowly improve. So that's very good signs um, for him and his family. So hopefully that continues. Um, And we had a bit of noise that um, the NRL are potentially going to be having discussions about having a five-minute Simbin return next season. Um, I I don't know. I I haven't got to look at it enough because it's all just rumours, but it sounds like they'll have the five-minute and the 10-minute and then the send-off, which just sounds more of a cluster um, for the refs to deal with. But what's your thoughts on a five-minute Simbin? Yeah, I, I don't. I, is it just going to um, make refs want to use the sin bin more? <laughs> I don't, um, as long as it's we're not seeing the sin bins used for tiniest little silly things like like the sin bin this year was abused heavily for, at the start of the year for hip drops, um, and not all of them look like hip drops. A lot of them look like accidents. So as long as they don't find a flavor of the week to um, abuse it with, then I, to be honest, I'd rather just keep them, just keep status quo um, and, and only use it for obvious foul play or professional fouls. Yeah. My concern with it is the five minute Simbin will just end up replacing on report. So you think of all the on reports you have, if all of those slowly become yeah. five minute simbins, it's just going to ruin mm. the competition. Um, so yeah, um, I I don't have too big of an opinion about it until we get more details. I see Bjorn said drop the ten and have five minutes. Um, having two will create more complaints. Yeah, it could it could be a one or the other situation. Um, it's they haven't given us a lot of details yet, but yeah, um, yeah, I would say you have one or the other. But, um, yeah, and uh, as Paul says, keep it simple. Um, that's this, that's always the ideal way. It never seems to happen that way, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure we'll get more of that um, when we're talking in Season 5 when they've had their off-season and um, implemented a whole new lot of rules for us to try to figure out. Um, next bit of news, we had Tigers and Storm are apparently having a conversation about a player swap between Justin Ollum and Sean Bloor. Um it's not a bad deal. I think Sean Bloor um, could really grow and develop with the Storm, and having a guy like Olam um, at the Tigers wouldn't be a bad thing for them. Um, what do you reckon, Richie? Yeah, Olam just seemed to sort of fall out of favour with the Storm this year, didn't he? And I, it's not yeah. that he's any less of a player. He probably just 
he's still a fantastic player. He's just had a bit of a skid with it, with his form. Uh, maybe a, a refresh and a different a different uh, scenery for him might reinvigorate him. Even yeah. although it is the Tigers, so <laughs> that's a, if you're looking to invigorate your career, that's probably not the ideal place. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, could, I think it, it's a, he's he's too talented to be shipped off to Super League. So yeah, I think yeah. Agreed. Ideally, you would rather be a, staying with the Storm than the Tigers, but if the Storm have already decided they don't want you and the Tigers, mm. uh, it's a decent place to, um, you know, kind of become a dominant player, I guess, where there's not that many options out there. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that actually Well, the gets Tigers confirmed. are a bit thin in the outside, in the outside backs. Well, they're a bit thin everywhere, mate. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, but particularly yeah. out there, I mean, some of my Olam might might be good for them yeah um and next bit of news manly have unveiled their new logo um moving forward um i grabbed a picture which i sent to paul if paul can bring us up the the beautiful new uh, manly seagulls logo so there we go um what do you reckon richie uh yeah it's a bit more simple, I guess. It's I don't really care because I hate manly, um, but it, it looks all right. I I don't. I wonder yeah. what uh, manly fans think about it. But um, yeah, I from what I've yeah, seen online, really which was <laughs> on online's always a great place to get positive reinforcement. Um, but a lot of the manly fans don't like it. Um, I, un- I think they're, they're all trying to – I think a lot of clubs are trying to streamline their logos a bit so it's a bit better for the social media scape. Um, I'm hoping one day the Panthers mm. sort it out because I do my, you know, my posts and stuff every week, and whenever the Warriors are playing the Panthers, I have to try to fit their really long Panther logo into my little boxes, and it's a nightmare. Um, so this is a bit more yeah. compact. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I – do you really care what the logo looks like if your team's winning or losing? You know, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard for us. We kind of have, I, I suppose, if the Warriors change their Warriors Tiki logo to something completely um, new, we might have a different reaction, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, mm. I don't mind it. It looks clean, at least. But it's all completely new, is it? It's, it's, as you say, it, it's just uh, it's an evolution, evolution of what was there before. Yeah, um, essentially. So it's not, it's yeah. not a completely new thing. Um, they've chopped the they've chopped the the head off um, off their eagle and um, stuck it there. And um, yeah, like Mikey's looks roosterous. Yeah, um, mm. but yeah, I don't know. It's it's different as as um, long as we don't change ours. Yeah, um, I think ours in terms of size and everything. I think ours is already fine for moving into social media anyway. Um, else is perfect, so yeah. we don't need to change yeah. else, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll move on. Uh, thanks for bringing Hang that on, one up, Paul. But it does, it does change. I mean, sometimes it's got so it's green and blue, sometimes it's all black. I mean, it does change yeah. slightly. The, the, the colors change. We just change the colors, we, we we change the colors. Um, you know, every change of the weather, we have a new color, so um, <laughs> it's what we do. We, we're going to have Warriors stuff coming out um, very shortly from Dynasty Sports, so we might have more colours 
throwing our way. We'll, we'll see. But um, next bit of news, the Raiders um, are looking at um, bringing in Wigan Warriors forward Morgan Smithies and um, are willing to pay a transfer fee um, to get him here for next season. Um, I think at the moment it sounds like the discussion is all around how much that transfer fee will be. Um, he played lock for Wigan in the Super League Grand Final on the weekend, um, led the match with 55 mm. tackles. Um, very good young player, and um, Raiders do love getting their guys from the UK. So um, with a lot of... Oh, um, don't they? In, with a lot of NRL talent kind of locked up and not going anywhere, um, Super League's kind of the way to go. Um, he's a forward, which uh, it might be a biased point of view from me, but I feel like the Super League converts that do best are the forwards. We've had a couple of backs, don't get me wrong, but you know when you think of a lot of the, mm. the Super League guys that come down here, they're generally forwards that have um, kind of stood um, stood the distance. So um, I think he'll do well. Um, I'm a bit of a fan of him, being a, a Wigan fan. So, um, yeah, I think he'd do great great there. What do you reckon, Richie? Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, having watched him for Wigan, he, he looks, a, looks a good player that I think probably his skill set would transfer quite well to the Raiders system. Uh, and he'll, he'll have... A couple of his countrymen there to to you know help help welcome him, but um, yeah, I wouldn't mind to see it. Yeah, and um, they've also apparently re-signed Jamal Fogarty um, until the end of twenty twenty five. Although there's been no official confirmation, I know we spoke feels like months ago now about him um, deciding to take his um, test his value on the market, but it sounds like he's changed his mind. Um, I dare say after. Um, his less than stellar finals um, performances, he may have decided to grab um, that contract and sign it quickly um, before he ended up taking a big pay cut. But um, I think that's a good move for the Raiders. Uh, it's not like they've got a lot of other halves running around. So, um, yeah, I, I'm happy with them extending him. What do you reckon? Yeah. Not a lot of other options, is there? No. Um, yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, It's not like there's, there's um, good halves just waiting yeah sorry sorry mate i'm on a bit of a delay you go yeah wellington's wellington's internet's a bit slow this week um and yeah speaking of halves though despite all the rumors the weather is funny this yeah. year um brody croft's not going to return to the nrl um and has signed a big deal with Leeds to stay in the super league so um he was meant to be the next big thing at the tigers and all that mate um well, what do you reckon about brody Staying in the UK. Hello. Probably more. Uh, <laughs> probably more his level. Last time we saw him in uh, NRL, he's a uh, he's a bit. Um, how far behind him? <laughs> a mile. You're, you're a bit. It would say a bit far behind. Yeah, I might need to drop off, Richie, and come back in. I might drop out and re rejoin. <laughs> yeah, so join me. Join Let me. Let me try that. Oh, dearie me. You can't get good help these days, I tell you. <laughs> you can't, can um, you? Um, well, that was the last of my news, so I'll go into signings. Um, I'm sure Richie won't give me much, so you can just um, give me your input on these players that have been signed. Um so the Tigers, um, they've re-signed Alex Twal um, until the end of 2027. That's now official. Um, 
if you'll remember, Paul, we spoke a few weeks ago about the Tigers decided they didn't want him anymore. Um, and they changed their mind last week. So, um, yeah, they um, went from we don't want this guy um, and trying to get anyone they could in a swap to signing him till 2027. So uh, quite a few years. It's not like a one-year deal. Yeah, that's a bit of a flip, isn't it? Going, going look, oh, yeah, we, we, we can't find anyone else. Oh, shit, we'll have you then. Um, now, yeah. he's got a very good agent who's gone, well, hey, if you want him now, uh, the, the, um, the, the deal's gone up. Um, yeah. But it um, depends what other options he had on the table, right? At the end of the day, um, the uh, that's why the Tigers have been pretty poor for the past couple of seasons. Resigning players, I'm not sure that um, they're building anything. Um, mm. So, but so and hence I'm a bit surprised at the length of it, really, when you think that they haven't been performing. I think they got a bit scared because when the news came, um, he a lot of clubs were interested. Um, so I think they might have got a bit gun shy. I thought they might have said you can go elsewhere thinking they could get a cut deal on him because he might have found out that no one was interested but there was like five or six clubs that were like we'll we'll take him now to let us let us grab him yeah so it sounds like they've probably paid overs um if they're given that length of contract to be honest which is not which is not a good sign for tigers yeah and are you are you up to date now richie i hope so be nice jacko i mean i, I like the kiwis and Samoa, mate <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the only thing I talked about um, while you were away was Alex Twile's um, deals now being confirmed until the end of 2027. So as me and Paul just discussed, um, the Tigers went from we don't want Alex to offering him, you know, um, a four-year deal, which kind of explains the Tigers really, doesn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, in um, a nutshell, <laughs> Yeah, and they've also um, extended Alex um, Seafarth until the end of 2025. Um, so the Tigers are locked in two, mm. two of their forwards. Um, and then the last deal Very I got nice. is um, that the Eels signing Morgan Harper, Richie, um, from the Sea Eagles on a one-year deal. What's yeah. your take on Morgan Harper? Well, I thought the, the their social media post on it was very funny. <laughs> I think that was a doctored one. <laughs> yeah, I, it was funny nonetheless. Um, yeah, that's um, yeah, I it's okay, I guess. Um, they they have struggled to fill their their center spots. Um, you know, they they had Tom Opacic leave at the end of 2022, and it sort of was a bit of a merry-go-round this year. So um, we'll see if he can lock down a spot and make a difference. Yeah, definitely. And um, we'll move into injuries. There was only two, um, both for the Cook Islands. So um, Tevin Arona, um, the Cook Islands half, um, he's been cleared of a spinal fracture after being injured in the opening set against Papua New Guinea. And um, Cook Islands also lost uh, Makahisi Makatoa um, with a suspected pec injury. Um, that was also very early in the game too. So um, mm. devastating uh, for the Cook Islands in um the Pacific Bowl, as they call it, um, where they were already going to be struggling. Um, mm. To lo lose a prop and lose a, a half is not a good way to go. No, it's not ideal, is it? No. And um, no naughty boy or girls. We had a couple of fines, but no no vans. Um, so we may as well jump into week one of the internationals, Richie. Um, starting yep. with the uh, Jillaroos defeating the Kiwi Ferns 16-10. to 10. 
yeah, I'll I'll run through these. Hopefully, it's doesn't um, get too affected by the connection. Um, three tries to two. Jillaroo's try scorers, Tamika Upton with two. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Caitlin Johnston with, with the other one. Two tries for the Kiwi Ferns, Anissa Biddle and Meli Halfunga. Yeah, um, a bit a bit clunky from the Jillaroo's, I, I thought, making a few too many errors, um, kind of as you expect in the first um, – you know, head out together. Um, but their strike players are just too deadly. And um, they did enough in that first half to hold the Kiwi Ferns off. Yeah. Um, for me, looking at the Jillaroo's lineup, I was thinking we could be looking at a lopsided game. Um, their big guns were unable to ensure the victory as expected, but not as convincing as I thought it may end up. Maybe, like you say, Brad, due to... Uh, I think we lost him again, Paul. Samira's oh. creeping into their game, but... Um... <laughs> Here we go, you, you oh, froze again. We're talking about errors creeping into game. Um, yeah. Richie, Richie's not got much game tonight, is he? No. I'm just going to... I'm just going to just show my face. You you, you talk, Brad. <laughs> um, no, your thoughts on um, the Kiwis before I take over again? Um, Kiwi Ferns, I should say. Yeah, Kiwi Ferns. Um, I thought they showed good fight to make this game a contest. I feel like we've got good players and good strike in our team. The trouble was we need to get more game time together to to improve and become stronger. So that, that that's the, the challenge with international league, particularly for the women. So, um, but I think we've got some potential in our team, though. Yeah, I thought they um, they were on the way to a heavy defeat. Um, early on, but they showed spirit and resolve in that second half to make it a competition. Um, if they were a bit more disciplined, um, I think they would have had a decent shot of getting the win. But I think it's a good start to their campaign. They have to play um, the Jillaroos again, um, not this week, but next week. So I think this was a good hit out um, for them to be ready for that. And um, they've got a tough game this week, though, as well. So, um, yeah, I think a good start. And they the both teams actually had quite a few um, outs, mm. which I don't think helped. Um, but, yeah, very decent competition in the end. Um, I think we both picked the same player to stand out. Um, but uh, who, who'd you pick? Tamika. Yeah, Tamika Upton. Um, as she's always, I feel, yeah, feel like any game she's in, she's always going to be in for the running for um, being the pick. So, yeah. Um, it's very good, and you got something there, Paul. I was going to say that, that look, get, getting the Warriors women's team back will, 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 will be a massive boost for them once that's that'll help. Once, once they return. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the next game, um, the first of the men's games, uh, the Kangaroos defeating Toa Samoa 38 12. Mm, seven tries to two here, uh, for the Kangaroos Payne Haas, James Tedesco, Tino Faso, Malawi. Cam Murray, the hammer with two tries, Katoni Staggs. Uh, just the two tries for Tua Samoa, Murray Taulangi, Luciano Leloa. Yeah, um, almost a carbon copy of the Jillaroos, um, I thought. A lot of mistakes and a clunky showing for Australia, but far too much talent to actually struggle. Um, game was over in the first half, um, which I thought saw the Kangaroos kind of take their foot off the gas. 
after the damage was done um and a good warm-up before they face the kiwis um after their week off but um yeah dangerous dangerous team all over the park but um your thoughts on on the kangaroos yeah i thought the tone was set really early on and the game was pretty much over in the first 15 minutes uh with the kangaroos picked up four quick tries um the platform from the kangaroos middles with haas and tino just just crazy um Scary, scary combo. They're both only very young still. It's crazy to think they're only, I think they're both 23, 24. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Haas does um, jump the fence to start more, <laughs> even things up a bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, those middles did a lot of damage early, um, both of them picking up tries as well. Uh, and, yeah, it was just a bit too much for Tour to, ha for tour to handle. Yeah, and uh, your thoughts on Samoa? Yeah, it was looking very bleak for Tor Samoa, but to their credit, they were able to stem the tide somewhat and post a couple of tries of their own. They were, they, they were outmatched, obviously, like I said, in the middles with Haas and Tino, but in the spine as well, um, where I think Luai would have helped a lot. But um, the positive for them, Soa Falongo, uh, without a doubt, going to be a massive star. Um, of the future, he, he was really, really good on debut. I thought he he handled himself really well in a in a side that lost fairly heavily. I, I thought he was a standout. Yeah, um, so we're a team full of talent, um, but yeah, they lacked so much direction in the spine um, without um, Jerome there. Um, struggled defending the Kangaroos in that first half, and I felt like they looked very shell shocked after that first twenty. Um, but they kept fighting um, with some big efforts from their pack and, as you said, uh, a very solid night for um, Sua. Um, should be a cracker, a game against the Kiwis this week, um, and they will be um, very confident in being able to nab an upset there. Yeah. And you're forced to get Come on, nod with me, mate. Um, your player to stand out. I put Payne Haas. It's your job, Brad. You should be pricking the props. Yeah, I didn't. I went with the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the hammer just looked dangerous out there all night. Um, I know Haas was yeah. doing a lot of the hard work up front, but um, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I went with the hammer. I just thought he was, he was crazy on attack. He was. 
Um, next game was um, Fitu Samoa um, defeating Fiji Bulakula, 26-12. Neither of us actually watched this game. Very unprofessional on our part. Um, <laughs> but um, it looked like a good clash from what I saw in brief highlights. Um, anything else you want to add to that before we move on? Not in depth, mate. Uh, like you, <laughs> I only watch highlights. So, um, yeah, I'll do better next time. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll aim to do our job better next week. <laughs> Um, and then the last game was um, the PG uh, PNG Kumuls um, defeating the Cook Islands 46-10. Yep, little one-sided here, nine tries to two. For the Kumuls, uh, Zach Labor, uh, Robert Derby, Epel Kepineas, not very good with the Kumuls names, apologies. Valentine <laughs> Richard, like Valentine, like Richard that's, <laughs> Valentine Richard is an easy one. Yeah. Nene McDonald got four, and Zach Labart got another one. Uh, for Cook Islands, Isomi Yoka and Stephen Masters. Yeah, um, training run for PNG really um, benefited um, from most of the team uh, playing together only a few weeks ago against the um, Australian President's team, uh, Prime Minister's team, sorry. Um, and they just never took their foot off the gas, scoring at a rapid pace in that first half. Did go a bit quiet in the second. Um, with the game over um, before handing um, McDonald his fourth try um, in the final stages, um, destined to win the Pacific Bowl with ease. It's kind of set up for them um, the way it is that they should canter home without a doubt anyway, but um thought it was a very solid performance from them. Um, but your thoughts? Yeah, on paper, pre-game, I, I thought the Kumbos looked like they had a few too many guns for the Cook Islands to handle. Um so in saying that, it was pretty much the result I was expecting. You know, I think looking at their lineup, Lachlan Lamb, DeBellin, Nina McDonald, Johnston, a few too many, um, you know, seasoned NRL players and, and really good performers in the Super League to um, compare to the Cook Islands. So pretty much as, as I was expecting. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Cook Islands? Yeah, I, no lack of effort from them, but... Pretty much to sum it up, they, they just didn't have, they don't have the quality of players that the Kumuls do. So, I think they were always on a bit of a hiding to nothing. But um, the only way you get better exposure to these other these teams that are a little bit better than you, I suppose. So, um, yeah, yeah, um, they struggled with um, from the start. The old Cook Islands with the loss of their half and front rower, um, but they were trying their hearts out out there. I'll give them that. Um, I think they're always the often forgotten Pacific nation. Um, and hopefully with a bigger focus on internationals coming up, we start to see them get to be more competitive. As Simon said, this match for the Cook Islands was probably more of a warm-up match for when they're playing the qualifying series, however that works mm -hmm. out. Yeah, they've got a yeah. qualifying series coming out. So this is more about ironing out some of the kinks. Unfortunately, with how some of the uh, former representatives for the Cook Islands um, played this year, they're playing for the Kiwis instead. Um, Chance was um, representing them and and things like that, and then is now playing for the Kiwis again. Um, I think uh, Marat has played for them before as well. Yeah, um, yes. So they've got a couple of those guys that do end up playing for the Kiwis instead. Um, but there's still a lot of talent that they can pull in. They've just got to get them um, playing consistently together, um, which I think I've heard the story, I think it was from um, Anthony Jelling, talking about when he played for the Cook Islands, um, it was even World Cup. They kind of just pulled everybody in that some of them hadn't even been playing. 
um, at all. And they just got dragged in. So hopefully a bit more um, regular footy for them will uh, make them more competitive. Um, but saying that, they do um, still have a chance of um, getting a win over Fiji this week. Um, but mm. your players stand out. Oh, I had to go with Nene McDonald, four tries. So That's not what you yeah. wrote on your list, mate, but I'll let you have it. Um, hey, look, when you've got a population that's smaller than fielding, I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be tough for the Cook Islands, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, I went with Nini McDonald too. Um, hard to hard to go away from four four tries um, and thought it was solid. I I was meant to put it in the news, but I believe he's just he's just nabbed a new deal in the Super League as well. Um, hold on, oh, I will see if I can find it. Um, no, they haven't got it up here. Oh yeah, he um, signed a four year deal with Salford Red Devils. Um, just fresh off um that display but um yeah so that was the first week um you know one-sided Papua New Guinea game which we kind of expected um one-sided with the kangaroos as well and a, a lot closer than expected um Kiwi Ferns Jillaroos um and yeah I'm very much looking forward to the Kiwis game against uh Toa Samoa this week because I mm. think that will be more competitive um yeah so that was yeah the first one um and yeah, Simon said they reckon Tokoroa is the biggest Cook Island population in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, we'll get to Tokoroa, get all those boys out there and get them <laughs> playing more regularly. Um, so we'll go into questions. Um, do we have any questions from the audience, Paul? Well, absolutely, but I was going to say, yeah, next um, uh, NRL expansion team, Tokoroa. Tokoroa, Tokoroa, yeah. The Tokoroa Tiny Fast. <laughs> there we go. We've already locked it in. Um. So uh, first one up from Bjorn, it says, uh, if you had to choose one and only one Warriors jersey, which one would it be? Uh, he reckons he likes the uh, the one with the NZ flag on the chest. I think we've done this one before, but uh, hey, it's always it's always good to talk about um, Warriors jerseys, isn't it? Yeah. Um, my one is the, uh, the like, 2001-2002 jersey um, that we had in the grand final. That's the one jersey I've loved the most and the one jersey I've never been able to buy. Breaks my heart. Um, my my family at that age, I wasn't old enough to be able to afford my own, um, and they refused to buy me one. So um, I know they don't watch the show, but they ruined me. Um, with that, that's the only jersey I've ever wanted. Um, oh, I don't even picture Brown Warriors jersey. What about uh, <laughs> what about uh, what, what about you, Richie? Yeah, oh, the same as Brad. I love the the two thousand two grand final jersey, but I also like the black with the grey V across the chest. So I was really happy when, when we did a rehash of that jersey this year. Um, so whether you're talking the old one or the new one, I like I like both of those. Just trying um, And Bjorn's um, uh, feeling uh, sort of worrying about you, Brad. Are you sure you and the Mrs. Still okay after some of the uh, some of the comments at the uh, um, towards the end of uh, the NRL season there and uh, yes, talking about some um, Yes, yeah, some, some your 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 NRL crush. Speaking where before I answer that question, um, congratulations to to Millie Boyle on her recent marriage to to Adam um, Adam Elliott. Uh, they they got married not long after you guys tried to ruin my relationship, um, putting all the blame on you and not on me. Um, we're, we're still talking, um, Bjorn and Paul and Richie. Um, 
she still hasn't forgiven. No, that, well, that, that's just Beyonce. Richard and I don't care. It's only Bjorn. Don't worry. Don't worry. So yeah. don't, don't, don't worry about telling us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm still, I, I think she'll forgive me when I apologize. We'll say that. <laughs> well then do it. Well then apologize. <laughs> Not yet. Um Mark with a uh, a photo of his missus there in his uh, profile pic for um for Facebook. Uh it says uh, any news on the curry current boys. Um I like him as a player, but we also have a couple of boys that need blooding from the cup. Um there hasn't really been much more news other than what we talked about last week about uh, the rumors are the Warriors have told him he's free to go if he wants I saw I don't I can't remember if we talked about it on the show last week Richie but Mad Butcher put a comment on um yes yeah on Facebook saying that he when he heard the news he called Curran who was currently in Japan on holiday and Curran told him that he's going to be with the Warriors for a few more years so it's an interesting thing because you can lie to the fans but oh you can't lie to the Butch so um, <laughs> if if it ends up being a lie and he's gone, um, he loses a few few popularity points. I think with the uh, with the fans if he's lied to the Matt Butcher. So oh, um, yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of talent. He, he's unfortunately as great as he is. There's a lot of talent in that position with the club right now. Um, and yeah, Mark said it's a bit weird with his contract expiring next year. Yeah. Um, I personally think he was lying to the butch, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be on record for that. I think he. You know no. what it's like, Paul. You know when one of the grandparents calls you and you're just trying to say whatever you can to get off the conversation. Um, <laughs> I think that's what happened there. Um, I I don't want to see him go, but I understand if he if he wants to play regular starting first grade football and honestly doesn't believe he can um, get ahead of Jackson Ford, I can see him going. Um, I think, yeah, Jackson Ford um, came with um, a point to prove, and um, Curran, unfortunately, hasn't been able to match him, um, rightly or wrongly. Um, and it's a tough competition. You know, you don't you don't just get given a spot. You have to earn it. So, um if he wants to stick around and earn it again, is completely up to him. Uh, and that's the uh, questions from the live chat, guys. Um, I'll go with my one first because I think your one's going to be a bit more of a discussion. Um, we did yep. it, I didn't mention it in the news because I knew I was going to ask this question, but there was a lot of noise from media and former players about several kangaroos um, not singing their national anthem um, in comparison to the passionate response from the Samoan team. Um, with some urging Mal Meninga to only let players that sing it play the matches. What's your take on that, and do you think it's important to sing the anthem? My take is going to be really simple, so, you know, you can add your your two cents I, after I me. nothing less from you, Matt. Um, it's a, for me, it's a storm in a teacup. I, 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 don't, I don't really care. I mean, some people might be singing it, inside you know like some people just don't don't outwardly like to sing uh it could be as simple as that i i think it's a, per, a player's personal choice if they want to sing it or not or just stand there and take it in I, it doesn't it doesn't worry me i know that some of them might have a have other sort of um cultural reasons why they may not want to but 
I, I just think it's a player's personal choice. They're still putting your con country's colours on to represent the country. I, I don't make a bigger deal out of it as some people might. Yeah, I knew you'd jump in, Paul. I was going to pull you in anyway. Um, I am of the same same belief as well. Um, I don't like. I I've never obviously don't even need to say it, but I'll say it anyway. I've never played at that level, um, but I know prior to a game, I'm not really thinking about singing. Um, you know, you focus on the job you have to do, and some people do. Some people will sing. And others mm. are, you know, focused on the task at hand, which is winning the game. Um, so, and it happens in all sports. I think um, I, I was still a bit tired in the morning watching the All Blacks in the quarterfinal, but I'm pretty sure not every player was singing the national anthem, correct? Well, this that's the other side. If you watch teams like Ireland and the rugby union, like you say, I think they're all singing it. They're all singing it very passionately. And, some people might draw emotion and inspiration from it, but um, I'm not going to shoot down somebody who doesn't want to sing. No, oh, and look, you look in, in that in both situations, you had some All Blacks didn't sing, some Kangaroos didn't sing, Samoa and Ireland both sung very proudly, and they both lost. I'm not sure so, you put the, game, the result down who's sung or not. It's not that, <laughs> but, but would you rather... Would you rather have a team full of singers that lose, or would you rather have a team that doesn't sing and win? It's I think, I'm here sorry, for winning, guys. Sorry, makes a good point. Some people are terrible singers. Um, look, and it also comes down to um, the uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, some Irish writers do not sing um, Ireland's mm. callers. Technically, it's not the um, well, it's definitely, it's definitely not the it's not the anthem of the Irish public, definitely. But then again, yeah. it's not the team of the Irish public either. It's a team of all of Ireland, including Northern Ireland as well. So it's, mm -hmm. it is a um, uh, that is Missing. a special case with Ireland. Let's be blunt. Let's not go in, into that, into the politics of that. But um, the, I think it also comes down to your culture, right? If you look at like the Pumas, for example, um, uh, who Argentina in rugby union, they all sing, um, and it, it's it's part of their it's part of their sort of their national culture. It's part of who they are, um, and uh, I think it, it's less so. I don't think it is part of the sort of anglicised Anglo-Saxon. Um, Kind of uh, part of uh, which, which, which kind of bigger those cultures are for um, uh, or a big big section of the cultures that, that lead places like not only New Zealand, like um, England, like um, Australia, and they've got the same united passion as the as the Latin blood that you get from your Argentinas, your your Frances, your Italys. Mm. Um, so I, I think the I think the the, so, the social culture um, is um, is different um, as well. So. Um, yeah, look, leave it to the play. Look, these are professionals. Um, they have they have pre-game routines that um, can be very. Some, some players can be very particular about that, um, and, uh, and 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 it will, will impact their performance. I, yeah, so, as someone said, storm in a teacup. Let players do what they need to do to get their job done. At the end of the day, they are professional players. It's their job. It's yeah. not. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I know um, Paul uh, Simon's just mentioned as well, there is a bit of an issue, I think, around the Indigenous and the anthem, which is why they choose not to sing it. Um, so, And again, that's their choice as well. So, um, mm. I yeah, it's still it's all in the key cap, but I, I was... I mean, let's, 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 when, when we see a few of them taking the knee and complaining that uh, the hey, vote didn't, hey, go, didn't well. go properly, then let's... Uh, then, then, yeah, well, <laughs> let's yeah, I... 
let's, let's see how they explode at that point. Um, yeah, not I think that. Jeez. Yeah, I think if they were doing something, I, I don't even want to say disrespectful. If they were doing something outwardly noticeable instead of singing, if they're just sitting there, standing there, focused, I think it's fine. If they were doing, you know, like, you know, oh, if like if like like David Campaigning facing the. Uh, um, facing the uh, the the hacker had gone off, and if they gone off and started warming up, join join the anthem, then then I, then I'd say that's out of order. But yeah, if you're yeah. standing there, fine. And look, if you want to make a political, political statement around um, either fist in the air, as we've seen at the Olympics on uh, medal ceremonies, or you want to make a, a a statement taking a knee or something, again, I'm also fine with that. Um, that's uh, that that's the expression of the players, um, and people will, will either like or dislike that up to um, up to them and their opinions. But um, yeah, I, again, storming a teacup. It's uh, and I say it, it, I, I would um, love to see his reaction to to players taking a knee or something like that, where you really are making a statement. These guys aren't making a statement; they're just getting ready to play a game. Yeah, and um, Mel Meninga came out as well. Sorry, I should have added at the end of that and said he's not listening to that. He respects the players' decisions to do what they want to do. Um, so yeah, your question to me after after we went off political <laughs> for a bit. <laughs> um. So this weekend we got we got a bit of a direct comparison between the first weekend of internationals rugby league, and we've got some internationals for the rugby union. Um, granted, the rugby union is the pinnacle event, but I think even if you look outside of the World Cup, uh, Six Nations Rugby Championship, uh, for example, um, union tends to do a really good job of the international game, whereas where you can tell it's the pinnacle, whereas rugby league, it, it's you can tell it's not the pinnacle. Um, what does rugby league need to do to start heading in that direction? Um, yeah, I think I lost connection then. I, I don't oh. know what's going on. Or who do you want me to read? Oh. I, I've got the question. It's fine. Um, better both. Better both. Yeah. I'm plugged in, but I've got like a little warning, so I don't know what's going on. Um, New it's Zealand chaos warning. tonight. It's chaos. Um, yeah, so it's just, I think we talked about it a lot before the show went on here. Um, international rugby union is the pinnacle. That is what everyone strives. They all want to play for their country and a rugby league. It's just not, um, the pinnacle they is origin if you're Australian, but NRL is basically the pinnacle. If you want to be a professional rugby league player, you want to play NRL. You don't really care if you don't play for your country. There are players that still do, don't get me wrong, but um, you want to be like, you want to hit like 100 games in the NRL as opposed to getting, you know, 10 or 15 games in the internationals. And until that mentality changes for players and the people in charge, as we've seen, we've talked about it countless times. It's like pulling blood from a stone trying to get the business people behind it to try to actually just let them play you know mm. just getting an international is hard enough um and you saw you know all the pomp and circumstance they did when they announced what we've got right now they were acting like they cured cancer you know, like look how amazing we are we've got these we've got four teams and they're going to play each other um yeah. you know and it's but yeah in union everything is driven towards playing for the All Blacks, playing for, I wouldn't say playing for the Wallabies because no one wants to do that, but like, 
playing for the All Blacks, playing for South <laughs> Africa, playing for England. You know, you play your your NRL level to get to that next level. You know, um, but then yeah, it, it goes in roundabouts because you can argue the NRL is a better product than the non-international union, um, but that's because that's the focus compared to union where union is international. So I don't, um, how they can make it better is just by playing more. Um, yeah, it's the only way. And uh, as Simon said, downsizing the World Cup makes it look really bad as well. Yeah, um, mm. reducing the teams makes it, you go in the wrong direction. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how they fix it. I don't think they ever will. I, um, Australians bread and butter is origin um, and they don't care about anything else. And unfortunately, they're the top dogs still. So they kind of dictate the terms. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't really answer the question. But So I'll, I'll answer it for you since you, you didn't know how to answer it. Um, Thank the, you. Um, at the end of the day, look, <laughs> the... What makes it what 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 makes it big? Um, what, make, what what makes the Six Nations big? What makes the uh, the All Blacks versus South Africa big? It's the history around it, right? That's what makes mm. the NRL big as well. It's your history. You've got sides there. Sure, the NRL's only been around for so long, but some of the clashes between those teams goes back um, what sixty hundred years. I mean, some of those teams yep. have been around for a very long time playing each other, and it's that history that you need. And the way you get that history um, is you need a you need a tournament every year. We, we need to know that actually the, uh, the, the Kiwis will play X, Y, Z, be it the Wallabies, be it um, Tonga, be it Samoa, um, every year. We need, we need a set tournament that stays the same every year. So we know it's going to happen. At the moment, you haven't got a clue what it is. So you can't, you can't build up anything around it. You can't plan around it. Um, there's, you can't do any marketing. Fans can't get behind it. Fans can't think, oh, this happened last year. Let's go get them this year. We want revenge. Or, hey, we're on a five-game winning streak. We better not lose to them. That kind of stuff just isn't there. There isn't the, the, it, it, It's, it's a one-off game between some really good players, which is kind of cool, yeah. but there's nothing else to it. There's not the emotion to it, um, and that's what you need. You need. So will it happen overnight? No, it's, it's, it's going to take 20 years. I mean, we're going to be dead by the time um, it really has a proper history. Uh, but you've got to, but you've got to start somewhere, right? So yeah. the first thing we do is what, whatever the tournament is, this that's happening over these last these three weeks, just do it again next year, and keep doing it again. Um, yeah. Even if you run it as a as a as a warm up to for for the for the for the teams ahead uh, of ahead of rugby league world cups, uh, and everyone realizes, hey, it's not the big tournament this year, uh, and they'll, they'll be rotating players and trying things out. That's cool, but just play it every year. So they know it's there and build that history. Um, so you've got mm. something that you can then you can market and have some culture around it um, um, on that one. And so I said, look, uh, Tonga versus England match accessories hasn't been decided on a broad, on a. Who's, we don't even know who's broadcasting in New Zealand yet. And that's a that it's happening this weekend. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're like literally three four days away from it happening, and we don't know where we can watch it. And that's two of the top four teams in the world. And that's yeah. just nuts. Mm. yeah it's yeah it's crazy I, I don't know um but yeah we may as well move on from that thank you for the questions guys um so we'll move on to um just doing our quick preview i've made a picture um for the kiwis first game against toa samoa um which richard uh which paul has just brought up there um after a discussion today um with richie he is going to um do the naming for the samoa 
um, team. You're welcome, Brad. <laughs> um, I was just looking at it going, I feel like some of the names in the Kiwis is actually harder because um, I know most of the Samoan team. But I will go yeah. with the Kiwis first. So we've got um, Chan's uh, Nicol Kluxta at fullback, um, Ronaldo Molotalo and Jermaine Asako. You, you know the Samoan team better than you know the Kiwis team. Really? Well, because they're, they're all like NRL players, you know. Fred's oh, Samoan at heart. Yeah, uh, the, the, the Kiwis aren't <laughs> NRL there, players. Sorry. There's some there's some tough names in that Kiwis team, but I'll go back <laughs> to it after I was rudely interrupted. So, um, Ronaldo Molotalo and Jermaine Asako on the wings, um, Joseph Manu and um, Matthew Tomoko in the centers, uh, Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes in the halves, um, our new captain James Fisher Harris and Moses Leota um, sticking together after the Panthers in front row, um, and Fire Manu Brown. At hooker, um, Isaiah Papali'i and Brighton Nakora in the second row, and Joseph Tapani at lock. And then the interchange, we've got Kieran Foran, Nelson Asofa Solomona, and Griffin Neem, and Leo Thompson. And then uh, Toa Samoa, Richie. Toa Samoa, uh, fullback Sua Falongo gets the second start. Wings, Murray Taulangi, Brian To'o. Centres, Isaac Tango, Marion Seve. Uh, halves are Stephen Crichton, Dejan Asi. Uh, the... no, he's paused on me again, hasn't he, Paul? He has. Honestly. The back row is Luciano Leilua, Connolly Limuelu. 13, Keenan Palacia. Interchange, Spencer Lenu. Terrell May, Hylam Luki. And Justin Matamua. Yeah, so um, it's decent squads. Um, a lot of outs for both, obviously. Um, I think the Kiwis will get the job done. I do think it's going to be closer than what Samoa Australia was, but I think that um, that halves pairing of Crichton and Asi um, will be where it falls apart. Um, be a hell of a clash in the front rows, though, um, with Fisher Harrison, Leota, and um, Bolo and Otokamanu. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Unfortunately, it's in the worst stadium in the country, um, which um, they will know because I did not buy a ticket. I'm protesting. Um, I'm going to watch it at home. Um, but, yeah, they're playing at Eden Park, of all places. Um, but hopefully they get a good turnout um, and not all the Eden Park haters like myself stay home. But what do you reckon, Richie? Um Looking at the lineups, I think the Kiwi squad's very, very solid. Um, bit light at hooker with a uh, Fatamanu Brown will probably be a bit down the pegging order, mm. and he's, he's probably there because we've got quite a few injuries there. Um, whereas Samoa, I don't know. I think I think I'd roll the dice with Ronald Volkman in the halves and pushing Crichton back into the to the back five where he really shines. Um, mm. Either way, I think the Kiwis get the job done um and convincingly enough yeah um yeah should be a good hit out before they play the kangaroos the week after so mm. um yeah hopefully it's a it's a exciting match that we can talk about um, a bit more in depth next week um the other games that are happening um we have also at eden park we have the kiwi ferns versus tonga um, then on that that's both uh yeah, kiwi ferns versus tonga and kiwis versus toa samoa both on saturday then on Sunday, we have um, the PNG Orchids versus the Cook Island uh, Moana and Fiji Bati versus Cook Islands. And then, of course, we also have England versus Tonga. 
Um, that's the only picture I could find. Thanks, Paul. That's for the Pacific Cup and Bowl. So it's showing us the whole tournament. But, um, yeah, so we're in the middle there week two. Um, I think if I'm picking Richie, I think Kiwi Ferns defeat Tonga. Kiwis yep. beat Samoa. Um, PNG uh, win against Cook Islands. Um, and then I'm, I think Fiji will probably get the job done against Cook Islands in the men's. And then I'm going to say Tonga beat England. I would go pretty much exactly the same as you. The England-Tonga game, I think, could be a flip of a coin, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, we haven't seen the actual 17s yet. I saw the squads were named. They're both, as expected, both very good squads. Mm. Um, but, yeah, i got to go with my Tongan brothers, as you know. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anything else you want to add about the, the games that are happening this weekend? Um, no, no. Just looking forward to them, and we'll hopefully, um, hopefully the well, hopefully the Kiwis do do well. But I hope Tuosa more um, hold a good account of themselves, just because I'm I, I'm a partial to them as well. So you're actually going to watch them this weekend then these games, Richie? Oh, I watch I watch all the games apart from one of the female games. It's just. Um, He's sexist. Yeah. He doesn't watch the woman games. Um, <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Don't don't paint me with that brush. You know, um, you know hey, painting I'm, over I'm the fact that I don't watch things. it either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, you've, you've got to, the the wife and kids, Matt. You know, yeah, there's only so much time you're allowed off. Um, but yeah, we'll make a better effort this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, before we go off, we'll talk about um, Super League. So um, Wigan, uh, Super League champions for the sixth time. Um, That's the last. They, they defeated Catalans 10-2. Um, London Broncos are also heading back to the Super League after defeating Toulouse 18-14. So that goes on from that story we talked about last week, how the Broncos were, you know, fifth on the ladder. Then they beat the, the top seed to get into this final. And then they did it. They upset again. Um, and Sky, Sky UK have also signed a new three-year deal um, to broadcast um, all six matches of um, every round live and video referees will also be used in every Super League game um, because of that fact. Um, the deal is worth £20 million per season, which is lower than the current deal, which is £25 million. So as we talked a few weeks ago, it looked like they were going to get a cut deal. That has happened. Um, what that means for um, the future, I'm not sure. There was, I was trying to find who it is. I saw it on... Um, on social media, um, one of the teams in the lower grades has actually completely quit. Um, they said they can't afford to be in the team in the, in the competition anymore. I was trying to quickly find who it was again because I didn't write it down for our notes, um, but I'll keep trying to find who it was. Um, Simon's also said congratulations to London Broncos. They'll be in a good position now to avoid relegation due to the category. And... Yeah. Um, Simon said Sky UK are the winner. They get to show more games um, while paying less money, which, yeah, that's that's the name of the game. They want to pay as little as possible to get the rights, which they've succeeded here. Um, what that does to the whole competition, who knows? Um, with less money, we may see it worse. I don't know. Um, it feels like that that side of the, the NRL, or not NRL, side of leagues kind of been on life support a bit. Um, yeah. which I know is what we discussed last week, saying um, Toulouse, hopefully, if they won and got up to Super League and having two French sides in Super League again could 
you know, help out in that category. Wasn't to be. Um, but yeah, anything you want to add about the Super League before we let everyone go? Well, just congrats to Wiggins, to Wigan. I thought um, they've done a very good job and, and uh, we, we both support Wigan. So we, at least we got... Uh, we got one team oh, that won it. We got one Warriors <laughs> team that, that has gone to a grand final and won it. Um, so yeah, awesome for them. I know it's not Jacko's favourite, so he'll, he'll be happy it's, it's over. Yeah, so um, anything else you want to add before we go? Nothing else? No, let's put me out of my put me out of my misery. My connection's <laughs> horrible. Great chatting this week, guys. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, before I do our sign off, apologies for the network connections there with Richie and then my little one, whatever it was. Um, yeah, Paul doesn't pay us enough to pay the bills. It looks so. Um, we'll, we'll have to talk about that when we get off air. But ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8pm here on New Zealand Sport Radio, um, either on Facebook or YouTube. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you for joining us again, Paul, and cheers for joining me, Richie, and good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.